Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is O Redskin. O Redskin, Ice Control's CEO and co-founder, lost his grandmother, Julie, to ALS. The sadness and frustration experienced from a loved one losing their ability to communicate gave him a deep understanding of an existing problem and a clear vision for an innovative solution. iControl was established in 2016 by co-founders who all have personal connections to locked-in individuals. O joined together with Itai Kornberg, CTO and co-founder, and Shay Rashoni, co-founder and ALS patient, on a mission to give the locked-in community the ability to communicate. O is a member of the 8400 Health Tech Leadership Program and was an awardee of the 2021 Perez Heritage Initiative. He holds a joint BSc degree in physics and accounting from Tel Aviv University and went on to graduate with an additional MSc in finance. Well, good afternoon or welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, for hosting me. Absolutely. Really, really excited today because I get to chat with somebody across uh, the ocean, very far away. You're hailing out of the great country of Israel. So I appreciate your time today and and making the time work. Obviously, time zones are very challenging. But anyway, with, let's jump right into these questions. Or I wanted to ask you a few things to kind of get your story out there. You've got quite the career background in healthcare. You're an entrepreneur, advisor, and currently you're the co-founder and CEO of iControl. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Sure. Um, so my background is actually not coming from the healthcare fields. My background is uh, from uh, the fields of uh, physics and uh, finance. The way I got into the healthcare space is actually from uh, a volunteering activity we started at uh, one of the Israeli NGOs for ALS patients. My grandmother, uh, my mom's mom, passed away from ALS. So that was actually the way I found myself in the field of healthcare. When we started eye control, we started in a way to find a solution or to find a communication solution for ALS patients in the field of assistive technology. And this solution actually grew and expanded into a communication solution in critical care units in hospitals. And very naturally, it led to to me to be involved in the field of, uh, in the space of healthcare. To me, I, what I find uh, inspiring and interesting is, I think the way and the opportunity to do the combination of technology and healthcare together is definitely an amazing space. You get to to impact the lives of people. You get to impact the lives of people that um, sometimes you don't even uh, meet, and you get to hear their stories, or you get to to get a feedback from them by phones, by WhatsApps, by uh, emails. And one of the beautiful things in the specific um field that we are in the communication is that we if we are in this interaction we could see the impact right away because providing the voice and the capability to communicate for a ventilated patient you could see the impact right away you can see the impact on the faces you can see the impact on on the people around them you can see the clinical impact as well oh thank you for that i i appreciate that and 
like you, I had the opportunity to work in healthcare as well on the technology side and seen so many amazing stories that come out and the passion that people have to help others is amazing. And I totally appreciate what you're doing. So thank you. And or tell us a bit more about your eye tracking wearable and smart platform that empowers communication between patients who cannot speak, their families and medical teams. Sure. So the idea and the motivation to develop the solution came from the understanding that communication solutions for patients that either are locked in or ventilated were based on computers, meaning that at the end of the day, the patient had or have to control the computer, whether if it's by eye movements or other ways. And that has, it has a lot of, of course, impact and it has the benefit of it. But at the end of the day, controlling a computer has limitations. Whether the patient wakes up at night, not calibrated to a computer, inside situations, well, basically the patient is not in front of the screen of the computer and that can happen quite often. The idea was to create a wearable solution and by enabling the wearability factor, enabling 24-7 communication. And that's the key element in the eye control device that it's a wearable solution. Uh, the headset sits on the patient's head and there is no screen. There is an audio feedback from a bone conduction instead of the visual feedback of a screen. So envision that uh, the patient is navigating with eye movements that the camera reads through audio menus in the language of the patient. And by choosing the relevant uh, input, the device will communicate either through the speaker or to any Bluetooth Wi-Fi connected devices. So that's the key element behind the platform itself and the device. This eye control uh, solution was developed originally for outpatients. And then we expanded the solution to be uh, the eye control med inside hospitals, inside critical care settings, adding a platform to those headsets. And then we are enabling a bi-directional communication from the headset to the dashboard and vice versa so that the patient will be able to communicate directly to the nurse station and the nurse station can send messages to the headset. And this way, by enabling this two-way communication, we're enabling the patient to, of course, communicate, but also to be better oriented, to be more relaxed, to know what's the time where they are and to hear their family member as well. And those are the main factors we work on today in parallel to clinical trials that we are running in order to demonstrate the benefit of this communication and this interaction factor on the cognitive and mental status of the patient. Thank you. And I really do appreciate you stepping through some of the technology there and, and how it actually works. Uh, this is a huge leap for those uh, people that obviously can't speak, right? Um, that's just, this is just awesome. And I, that's what really gets me excited about these podcasts is I get to hear some of the emerging innovations and technologies that people like you are bringing to light to help the world be a better place. Uh, so thank you again, Orb. Thank you. And uh, um, just a quick comment. The idea here is that if you think about, I um, mean, first everyone knows uh, an ALS or 
uh, stroke patients in the original core development that we had. And you get to understand how much it could contribute for communication for those patients. And I, I also appreciate what you were saying because it's communication has a lot of uh, impact that it could do, especially for someone who cannot speak, but also inside critical care settings. At the end of the day, uh, hopefully none of like none of us will get this personal experience but we we uh, life brings sometimes those situations that we either see it ourselves or for someone who is close to us and the idea that solutions like i control not necessarily like but solutions like i control the capability to be able to communicate even for a few days not even for a lifetime solution, but even for a few days, the capability to close this gap of communication in, in critical care settings where everything is already very stressful and environment with um, an unfamiliar environment. So this is this is this solution is, is it could be relevant for everyone at the end of the day in those settings of critical care that uh, people can find themselves there for unfortunately for a few days or, or, or a bit more. Thank you. And you're absolutely right. The communication is so key uh, with people with uh, these types of uh, diseases. Um, so thank you again mm -hmm. for all the work that you're doing. And or we're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies, right? You talked a little bit about it, but is there anything you might be able to share with us today uh, specifically around the technology uh, without giving away any proprietary secrets you have, obviously? Sure. So. Um... Maybe maybe I'll start this one again. Uh, of, of, of course, um, we we so we have we have uh, the company. We build the company as as we are a communication platform company, and we are providing different solutions inside this space. And we're creating a pipeline of potential products all the time to keep the capabilities and to keep the best way we could support the need of communication. Focusing on inpatient patient these days, and obviously where we started from the outpatient need for communication. One of the coming things that we work on, where is definitely and exciting, is the idea and the area inside those clinical trials that we are running to demonstrate how communication can impact and how can it assist in in those scenarios when we provide better orientation communication. Uh, interaction with the patient on a scheduled basis to make it a standard of care for the patient and how can it impact the cognitive status of the patient how can it impact as well of the patient's experience in those settings and of course how can it impact the staff and family members that at the end of the day this triangle of family patient staff is a key factor for recovery of a, of a patient, especially in those traumatic days inside critical care settings. And it's one of the main factors that we're working on these days and we're seeing uh, the impact and the results that it could have and the potentially this uh, important field of non-pharma solutions of interaction with the with the patients this is definitely one of the things we work now on on these days in in, in the pipeline of the company and those few additional 
products in the in the pipeline as well that I'll have it will be more difficult to to share these days, but probably we will expose them very soon. Thank you again. And again, diving in to some of these things is very helpful for uh, our audience to understand um, what you're doing again. So oh, last question, can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in tech or entrepreneurship? I think one of the key elements and one of the key, I would say, um, I don't, maybe it's not milestones, but it's uh, key factors to provide a better way of going and learning in this field of entrepreneurship in general, and especially in the field of healthcare is that there is a lot of an existing experience already in the ecosystem and the capability to be connected to already people that have done it before. I think one of the most important things is for us as a company was to get in early stages investors or advisory board members or board members that brought a lot from their experience in, into the company. And a specific uh, element or moments that we have, I would say one of the beautiful things as a company that we have is the relationship with the NGO. As we, as we go, we grew from activity, a mutual activity with the NGO as like I've explained earlier, all of the founders, we, we are all, we are all related to locked in patients or ALS patients in our origins and the idea that bringing together with the NGO the solution and establishing the company we having the NGO as a involved in this uh, process as uh, shareholders at the company is a unique element that uh, that we have and today the company is going even though if in, even if it's not a meaningful shares in a company like us it's already a, an important asset for for the ngo and as we go the activity of the company knowing that the success of a company like us at the end of the day will go back to research in als uh, or finding a cure or many it's that has a lot of impact on on all of the team members on especially us the founders so this is something we carry it, uh, with us through this journey and in this uh, career experience that we have at High Control as well, which is unique and provided us a lot of, um, definitely a lot of motivation through this way. And for other entrepreneurs or, or um, uh, people that are thinking about establishing the comp new companies, I, I can say as well that the idea of working with NGOs in the fields like like us, like our fields, could do such great things because, like in our case, you could create relationships that will be meaningful for the company. You can learn about the product. You can learn about the need of the product. You can work with with the NGO very closely. And on the other hand, thinking about what could be the outcome of this relationship 
can have a double meaning impact, not only by product, but by success of, of the company as well. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate the share. Um, there's some great nuggets here that you shared with our audience today. And I hope that uh, all the entrepreneurs out there uh, certainly take this to heart. I uh, appreciate the culture that you're also building there at iControl. So thank you. And or it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you, Brian. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. And thank you for having me. Bye for now. Bye.